Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. I'm Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Today is Wednesday, hump day, as I have said previously. That's right, I'm bringing that back. Started with the camel from the Geico commercial, and now it's me, a podcast host. So, guess the trend is really kicking off. A bit late, but it's going. Now, I know what you're expecting today based on my usual format. You're expecting a professional interview. But I'm mixing it up with you, and today we're doing Tips of the Trade with Tapioca on Wednesday. But don't worry, the professional interview is happening tomorrow. I just thought I'd keep you on your toes, you know? Can't have you expecting everything and just getting it right as you expect it. It's important to keep things interesting. And as I consider myself quite the interesting person, I'll never be as interesting as Tapioca, who is currently having the time of her life with a Nerf bullet. So I guess even I have things I can never achieve. Ah, well, there is one thing I can achieve, and that is learning the basics of video editing. That's right, today's Tips of the Trade with Tapioca Wednesday focuses on video editing with Emma, who actually does video editing for a part of her living. So technically, I guess we do have an expert on our hands. I suppose then we have two industry professionals back to back. Well, whatever you consider her to be, that's what we're doing today. So I'll throw it to Peyton in the studio. Take it away, Peyton. Thanks, Peyton. I'm here again today with my correspondent, Emma. Again, she lives in LA. That's all we got. But also, more than that, she does video editing. So to get things off started, <laughs> Emma, what made you want to get into video editing? Uh, well, honestly, it started out with wanting to be an actor. But video editing was a way to make that happen when I didn't really have resources around me. So when I was a kid, I used to make iMovies on my mom's iPhone and then eventually like an iPad, which was a big, big evolution. iPad is far superior to an iMovie. (laughs) And a computer is far superior to an iPad and iMovie. Pro tip, you want the best iMovie you can get head on over to your computer. But I, so I started making like stupid little trailers. I would spend like a sleepover making videos with friends. And um, when I got into high school, there was a video production class. And I was like, well, that sounds a lot better than a fourth year of math. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I took a video production class at Stillwater High School called Cutaway Productions. Debbie Drew is my teacher. And I started working on Adobe Suite and using Premiere Pro. Mm -hmm. And that was when I became more serious and somebody maybe more worthy of hiring for video production. Um, I started using professional editing softwares. I, from learning Premiere Pro, it was like a gateway into learning Final Cut and then DaVinci Resolve. And so now I've started just doing client videos through school because the production company would do client videos for the school and for companies that would come to the school. And Debbie Drew, our teacher, would assign it to us. Oh. And that would be our assignment and we get graded on it. So I started working with clients in a really safe school environment. And so when I graduated from high school and I knew I was going into being an actor, I really kept expanding and looking for clients. And I would like have my do reels for my acting friends. And eventually I 
started putting stuff up on Facebook and acting groups and letting people know know I'm at acting classes that I edit reels. And so I started editing reels and then I've done some promotional videos for story arc and then some promotional videos for different art studios. And so just by meeting people and they're like, oh, I need this thing edited and you happen to have the program with you in your backpack and you're like, like this? Let me just put this together for you really quick. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. Let's, let's, we'll we'll hire you for the next project. That kind of thing. And yeah, so video editing is like, I'm hesitant to say this on any public platform, but it's like this unknown secret Mm -hmm. that anyone can learn how to video edit to a degree. Yeah. And People don't realize that. For sure, the basics of video editing, easily learned on YouTube. I, for one, exclusively use iMovie because I opened up Adobe Premiere and got scared. (laughs) That's what happens. That's what happens. People open, and that's why I was fortunate to go to high school because there were actual people there making me learn it. You know, I needed to learn the program to get a grade, and there's a teacher standing behind me. So I will say in editing the basics, having someone, a teacher there, helps you get over your fear of the layout. Yeah. Once you understand the four windows and how each one works and what they do, it's really easy to build on that and start learning more advanced techniques. I always say it's a Googling game. Are you willing to Google it and watch the 10-minute YouTube video and then take another 20 minutes to apply it to your editing project? And it's like, you'll have it for the rest of your life. So which editing program is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I really was loyal to Adobe Premiere. I had it for about three years. It was, I mean, like, I lost my editing virginity to Adobe. <laughs> I mean, iMovie was just like a boyfriend, but like, it, me and Adobe had a really serious relationship. But the problem was, I kind of had a falling out with. Yeah, he wasn't Adobe. good for you. He had a breakup. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, Adobe just really frustrated me at the end of the day. It had a lot of glitch problems that were just not worth it. So I ended up transferring to DaVinci Resolve, which is actually a free editing program until you add in pro perks. Mm-hmm. I love DaVinci Resolve. They have the best color editing in the game. They're very easy to use. The interface is a little bit more like iMovie, so it's a little less scary than Adobe. Yes, iMovie. Adobe feels like that pretentious video editing software that's like, oh, you didn't go to school for that. You know what I mean? It's like DaVinci Resolve is a little more user-friendly. And if you want the most user-friendly interface, and if you're used to iMovie, but you want to take your editing to the next level, you can really do well with Final Cut. Final Cut is the advanced version of iMovie. It's an Apple program, and it has the easiest interface for you to get to know and to learn. So if you ever want to like start a YouTube channel and you just want that little extra push for iMovie, upgrade to Final Cut. That'd be my suggestion. Moving on from your favorite program, what's your favorite type of videos to edit? Or do you have a favorite, like, variety of content to put together? Ah, you know what? I love promotional content Mm -hmm. because I like spending time with brands and with companies because I like to figure out what they're about. Very satisfying to me about going into a client meeting and having them tell me their vision and then have me put together the logistics and the, like, actual capabilities we have with their budget. At the same time, I hate client videos. Like, I love it and I hate it. They're my favorite. They're my absolute favorite because I think I get the most satisfaction out of them. But they're also the most aggravating to me because there's a lot more uncertainty because they're trying to get their brand across and they don't understand video editing a lot of times. So a lot of time is spent explaining how video editing works and what I can do and what I can't do, what this amount of money they're willing to spend on it can do versus this amount. 
films and an and artist film, it's a love child. Yeah. Like it's everybody just coming together and making a baby. Mm-hmm. And they're all so in love with the project or impassioned with it that it's really fun to like take that energy and see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. And you get the director as a through line. So the director knows what they want from the very beginning. And so there's usually more clearness and continuity. It's their vision, but it's your responsibility to make it happen and be clear. And if they're not necessarily clear, you like find the heart of what they want and make it happen for them. Directors usually have enough knowledge about their project that they do that for you. It's someone else's vision that they've thought for a very long time about. So what is your what does your process look like when you're uh, when you're crafting this baby? Well, like crafting any baby, there's phases. <laughs> Basically, the so obviously you get your assignment and your prompt and you figure out what needs to happen and what the goal is. That's one. Yeah. But then you go into assembly. And assembly can be sometimes the most time-consuming part because it's looking through all of the footage. Yeah. Sometimes assembly will come with logs of director's notes where it'll be like, I like take two, I like this, we don't like this as much. And so they'll have taken notes throughout their production process, letting you know their thoughts. Sometimes that doesn't happen, sometimes it does. It really just depends. But basically you're looking through hundreds and hundreds of videos for hours and hours, trying to best decipher what takes are going to work together best the editor decides the pace more than the actor does. Because there can be a scene that's really drawn out and the actor took it really slow. But if I get word from the director or if I decide, you know what, I want to pace it up, I can have that thing spitting out in half the time just because I'm cutting dead space. Everything works together. And as you learn a lot about acting through editing, step two, assembly. You're looking through the footage, you're assembling it. Step three, what I do, after looking through videos, you've been pulling files that you think will work. You've been putting them in a somewhat chronological order as much as you can, sort of like a, a very rough road. And then you watch the whole thing through. And if it's like a five minute short film, you can bet there's probably 30 minutes of footage in there. So you have 30 minutes of footage that you then need to then go through a second round of assembly and be choosing from your favorites what really is going to work together. And then by that point, you probably have gotten it down to like 10 minutes. So then you have to go through again and you have to cut out dead space. You have to lean it out. You have to, it's like writing. And then at that point, once you have the skeleton of the of the clips together and you're happy with how that flows, you get to start smoothing it out. So you get to start color grading color editing, kind of smoothing out transitions, et cetera, et cetera. And then once you're happy with the picture, you lock the picture and then you go into audio and you are then just matching the audio with the visual, making sure that sounds really crisp and nice and you're adding in sound effects. And then once all that's done, you take it to the director, the client, whoever you're working for, and you show them and you say, this is a rough cut, what do you think? And then undoubtedly they'll give you your thoughts and then you go to revision. You got any tips for the up and coming moving out of iMovie video editor? (laughs) If you're one of those people that sees like a 30 minute video on YouTube and it's like, here's how Premiere Pro works. Here's the setup. Here's the duh. And you know, you're the type of person that will look at that 30 minute video, maybe get through 10 minutes and be like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. If you're that type of person, completely normal, I would suggest getting one editing class. Go to like a beginner editing class. Sometimes you can do them online or there's schools you can go to. Or if nothing else, find like on Fiverr, find video editors that work has stalled and get them to jump on with you. And 
help them take you through the basics because there's something about a human saying it to you that makes it make so much more sense. Yeah. And if you can understand the basics, if you understand why things are set up the way they're set up, it will become so much easier to move to more advanced topics. And then after that, at a certain point, once you learn the basics, I mean, I would never suggest don't get more video editing experience, especially if you want to go into it in the big leagues. If you want to go into like really advanced content branding and stuff, then definitely get more training. But otherwise, like once you know the basics, just Google things, understand the words, learn terms like mask. How do I mask my words so they appear blah, 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 blah. And then YouTube videos of like, understand how other people put movies together. I know like if you drag in your favorite movie, if you can download your favorite movie and drag it into a video editor, you can click on color grading and you can see exactly how they color graded it. You can see what they adjusted because you can look at the scopes. And that's a helpful tool because now you understand what made a really cinematic movie cinematic, how they did that. And the effect it gives, you kind of get to look through and dissect how they did it. So I would say try to dissect how filmmakers you admire do it. Find keywords that you can use to describe your editing and look up and communicate with people. And don't be scared to listen to editors talk, listen to directors to an extent talk, and they'll fill you in on a lot of stuff and it might be more entertaining than yep. just watching a really dry lynda.com video. Where, where can we find you and your video editing? Ooh. I have a website that uh, focuses on video editing. It's called The Millionth, uh, www.themillionth.com. Millionth with a TH. That's where I keep all of my products. Emma The Millionth is my Instagram. Um, you should really listen to COVID operations. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, if you're not right now. <laughs> Even if you're listening to it right now, continue, continue. to pretty binge it. And we're back. Mighty fine interview as always. And again, big thank you to Emma. I definitely recommend going and checking out her website, themillionth.com, as mentioned previously. It's pretty good. They got a lot of good stuff up on there. If you're feeling bored after you're finished listening to me, you can go ahead and check that out. Gives you something to do after this. And by this, I mean my outro, because that is all the time we have together today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I hope you tune in again tomorrow. Let's see if Tapioca can get away from her Nerf bullet long enough to give us her opinion on today's episode. Alright, well that's just purring, but I suppose that means that she enjoyed it, as did I. So I'm glad the two hosts are agreeing on something. So I will leave you with our agreement. I will see you tomorrow. Stay safe out there. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignago. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.